Hey, thanks for listening to the NIL Show, a Campus Inc. production. You can catch us on YouTube, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, and on a campus near you. If you're out there interested in being a guest or having an NIL store for your campus merch, find us on any social channel or email. I'm Adam. That's Steven. There's Sean over there. This is another episode of the NIL Show. Let's get into it. It's a love story today, guys. We have, you know, we got... We got Super Bowl, we got Travis and Taylor, we got Valentine's Day, we got shoot day, lots going on, gentlemen. And Adam, I believe it is your anniversary. It is my anniversary um, of of one of my two marriages, not the one to my wife. Uh, it is my it is my second uh, uh, is this my second go around in the sun here um, at, at campus. It's only two years. Feels like twenty. It is. It is. And this is, I, did we do this on purpose, Stephen, so we could always say this was a true love story? Wait, is it your second year or third year? Um, I think it's second. Second uh, of officially, probably. Yeah. February, because Cal was, this is always how I remember everything. Cal was born in 21, 2021, December, and I officially started after he was born. So February yeah. 14th, 2022. One year would have been 2023. Now we're at two, 2024. And we purposely had your start date on February 14th. So it was a start to a love story. So that's right. That's right. And plus, I can always complain if you don't buy me dinner on my anniversary. So that's okay. <laughs> well planned. I love it. I love it. Um, well, we've been busy. Um, some of us more than others. Let's, uh, this is, you know, there's a lot going on at LRB. We talked last week. Tennessee versus the NCAA, 13 lawyers, all charging $1,900 an hour on behalf of the NCAA. Uh, seems like an expensive crew there. But uh, on the Campus Inc. front, Stephen, you, you had a pretty busy week last week. We didn't, we didn't talk to you much. You weren't present on the pod. What were you up to? Well, uh, I believe Jesse from the Washington Post and I chatted about how we weren't doing any more pop-ups. We've said that a time. I do or two. remember you saying that, and it may have been specifically over a, over a period of time. Like you weren't going to try to launch one in a week. I think is what you told him. Maybe you were going to do one, but maybe not that quickly. Well, we did one in a week again. Uh, yeah, narrator we voice. We were at Purdue and uh, partnered with Game Day Spirit fan stores to help them launch uh, Game Day Spirit Purdue. A, a new expansion for them. And uh, it's also a collaboration with the NIL store, the first of its kind, if you will. Um, and of course, in good fashion, it came together at the ninth hour. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we the, the story is always like, you know, we get the keys to the Illini pop up two weeks before we open. Um, this was a little bit more compressed of a timeline than that. Um, especially ahead of, of March Madness, not terribly, but, uh, I know you were, this is, this is a, these things are a true labor of love for Steven. I mean, if, if you watch him just get in there and cook, he's, you know, he's posting on his Instagram story, you know, lining the walls with vinyls at 11 o'clock at night, uh, driving back and forth from Champaign to West Lafayette, to Chicago to make sure he's got all this stuff there. What, what was the actual turnaround time here, Steven? Uh, started on Monday, opened on Saturday. So it was a, it was a six day turn, uh, which, which is, wasn't the original plan either, right? You were going to open it two days, uh, later yeah, than that and bumped it up yeah. a little bit. 
So to give a little bit of backstory, game day spirit, if you ever go to an Illini basketball game, you'll see more NIL, Illinois NIL basketball jerseys than any other stadium in the country. And that's because of game day spirit. Uh, when we got into NIL, uh, they became one of our first partners and uh, they were pushing NIL jerseys like crazy by the thousands. Um, and so we're very close with them. They've got a facility uh, right down the block from us. Um, and they've been great, great stewards of our product. And so um, as we've gotten close and chatted, uh, I texted Chris on New Year's Eve and said, pop-up store in West Lafayette, <laughs> question mark. And then it was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Uh, I don't know what, what we're going to do. And then a day later, it was like, okay, we're intrigued. <laughs> if, if you want to know why every time we do these podcasts, I have more wrinkles and more gray hairs in my beard, it's because I get the <laughs> screenshot of the text message be between Chris and Steven saying pop up on new year's day. I'm like, Oh geez, here we go. And, uh, of course, you know, it's going to turn out to be gangbusters. So, yeah. So, uh, a couple things like, you know, it, it's new for them. Uh, it's not new for us, but we, we're not a brick and mortar company. That's not what we want to do. We want to partner with brick and mortar establishments. And so, um, you know, we kind of got them, their minds turning a little bit. And that's when really Chris and Ryan um, started exploring real estate uh, in, in West Lafayette. Um, because, you know, they're at Indiana, they're at Northwestern, they're at Illinois, they're at Ohio University, they're at Kent. Um, and for them, this was an op opportunity to expand into, into a new school. Um, and so when that happened, I got on the horn with Purdue saying, okay, what can we do? What can't we do? Hit up Jay, the NIL director at Purdue saying, hey, we want to do this. And uh, it was kind of like the, the, the train is leaving the station. Who's getting on board? And, and let's go. And Chris and Ryan were able to secure a spot. Um, and one of the things that asks that they made was, can you, can you guys help us design it? Can you put your spin on it or your take on it? Um, and that, that's fun for me. And so to your, to your point, Adam, um, designing the space, wrapping the walls in vinyl, making it an experience. That's where I have fun. And so I knew this was going to throw a wrench in everyone's schedule last week. So I was like, you know what? This is just going to be me and me in the space uh, for, a, for, a, for a week. And so I uh, went underground and it was so much fun. If I could just do those all the time, that'd be a dream job for me. Well, and it, you know, if you've seen anything on Instagram or, you know, follow us or, or uh, Game Day Purdue, the, it, it looks awesome. To be fair, like their branding, black and gold is such a, it's such a classic color combination. And when you can really take over and kind of install that branding in certain spaces, it, it looks really neat. So you had, I know you had Zach Eady just wrapped on the front doors, just welcoming everybody with open arms as they walked in through the front door uh awesome led lights up highlighting the merchandise highlighting the athletes and that's that to me when i watch this stuff take shape is really the difference in 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 probably the shift in the direction that college merchandise licensed apparel is going in the college spaces it really is more about the athletes than about anything else and that's that's the connection that fans have so i mean you guys had a, a line around the block of 300 people lined up before you guys even open. Yeah. And, and to me, what, what provoked this, obviously Purdue's a huge property for us. The school does a great job leaning in for their athletes. Um, they, they, they just do a fantastic job. I don't, I don't know what to say. 
Um, they're open to ideas. They're flexible. They're willing to try things out. They want to put their athletes first. Um, and so I went to a game probably in December. And one thing that I do is when I go on a college campus, I go to every bookstore um, and I feel every shirt, of course. <laughs> and, you know, the one thing that I noticed was just there was an underwhelming amount of NIL gear. And I'm like, wait a second, we have Zach Eady here. We have, this is like a top five team in the country. How is there not NIL gear on this campus? And, you know, I know that retailers are hesitant because players transfer, get injured, whatever, this and that. But I'm like, how, okay, Illinois, you know, Illinois fans, we're good losers occasionally, but I'm like, wait a second, this is the redemption year for Purdue, right? How are they not leaning into this more? And so that provoked me a little bit. And that's where I was like, we have to do something about this. And where all the stars really aligned is we launched our blanks program in Vegas. We had an amazing retail partner that could help us do this. It's an hour and a half away from Champagne. And when all of it aligned, I was like, okay, this is what we have to do this. There's, there's not even a question about it. But to me, a retail experience, like you can walk into a store and feel like TJ Maxx. Or you can walk into a store, it could feel like the Nike store, right? Mm -hmm. You know those two differences, right? Um, when I go into a Nike store, I don't necessarily buy a ton of stuff, but I just like being in there. I just want to hang out. <laughs> I just want to hang out. This is sick, you know, when you walk into it. And so as we started making our mood board, I'm like, it's less about the merch. It's more about the experience. I want photo ops. I want, you know, uh, you know, I want the walls to be wrapped a certain way. I want players to be life-size, right? I want there to be a holy shit factor when you walk in there. And Chris and Ryan kind of gave me the space as a canvas and said, go do your thing. Uh, and that, that was really cool, especially given that it's their lease, it's their space, it's their business. They're simply just buying products from us, uh, yeah. which was really cool. I, I want to turn to Sean. Sean, you got thrown into this. I'd love to hear <laughs> Market it, Sean. I'm, I'm curious to hear your perspective. What was going through your mind? Because... I was throwing wrenches left and right, like every single day. And you came down on Saturday. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your perspective. Yeah. Um, I just looked at it as a great opportunity. I mean, you already mentioned it. Purdue is so fantastic for us. They always have been uh, routinely our number one best-selling store. Zach Eady, incredible. Purdue fans, I think we've just, we've, we've earned a little bit of that credibility with them where if they're looking for something NIL, they're coming to us. Um, and so for us to bring it to them and to bring it on their campus, uh, I was over the moon with the thought of that opportunity. So uh, super, super excited about it. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think I mentioned to you, Stephen, I was thinking about going down and then I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to go down anymore. And then I get a text from Matt Budin, who's our videographer. And he's like, hey, uh, Stephen mentioned you might be going down on Saturday. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be good to have a videographer there. He probably doesn't have a car. I should go. So Budin's hopping in the car with me. And then Chili, our graphic designer, he hops in the car too. Uh, my wife, Cassidy, she hops in the car too. So we had a whole caravan going down to West Lafayette. And I just remember saying on the way down, the guys were like, what are you, what are you expecting? What do you think? And I, I, I know I was like, we're maybe a half hour out. And I was like, I just, I hope there's a few people lined up when we pull up there. And then I think we got a, we got a text and it was like a video Maybe for, it was either from you, Stephen, or it was from Taylor saying we had, there's a line down the block. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Stephen pulled it off. This is incredible. <laughs> uh, and then to pull up and you just see everyone outside. 
Um, and then you like walk up to the door and you almost feel bad walking up to the door to like knock softly to like go in and just cut everybody <laughs> in, in line. line. I, I'm working. Really sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so it's just, um, that, that just, I mean, it just filled my heart with joy. Just to see all of your hard work, your belief to put into that and, and for it to pay off. Um, again, you, you have to say you're not surprised because Purdue fans are so incredible, but that doesn't just happen with the snap of a finger. Um, we really did a, a ton of marketing that week driven by you, Steven, of like, hey, we're just going to make this thing look as cool as possible. We're going to pump out as much content. Uh, we're going to get people here uh, the right way. Um, so I don't know. When you when you peeked outside, Steven, you saw that line, what were your thoughts? My stomach dropped. You know, <laughs> Lines you are good. Wa you want a line. Lines are good. And the, the crazy part is these are two companies with two sets of staff coming together. We haven't worked together before. So it's like Hell's Kitchen a little bit, right? Like, and you know, we have our heat press there because we're going to customize every single item in the store. And my business partner Jed, who's done a bunch of live stuff with me, I'm like, okay, there's 200 people in line. Jed can heat press 70 shirts an hour. Oh boy! <laughs> and uh, and so you know, we started seeing the line, and my stomach dropped. I'm like, how are we going to pull this thing off? And so there's this excitement, but it's like, oh boy this is where this thing could come crashing down um, very, very quickly. Because the point of the store was you can pick up anything off the shelf and add a name and number to it, or you could go get a limited release, or you can make your jersey. And Sean, you walked in 30 minutes before I probably yeah. looked, I probably looked, I, I probably looked like I was going crazy or something, but I was like, Hey guys, put down your stuff. Uh, we're going to need help. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. First 30, what was that first 30 minutes for you, Sean? Well, I just, I just remember the, um, I, yeah, you were a little bit frantic, uh, a little bit all over the place, but also there was just like this energetic buzz of like, I don't know, I've never been a part of many like openings like that before. Like, I feel like that's how they feel. I just finished watching season two of the bear. And when they, when they open up the restaurant, right, there's that, you got those butterflies in your stomach a little bit. I, I and to be totally clear, I was the guy that this is the guy that did nothing on the group project and showed up at the start. I want to be very <laughs> clear about that, but I still had butterflies in my stomach. Cause I was like, Holy crap, this is like really exciting. This is fun. There's that buzz. Um, but I, I think we definitely let way too many people in at the very start. The store was so full. And I like, I had like had a brief thought in my head. I was like, oh my God, there's, there's many people in here. You can't even move. So I go to the door. I think Steven, you were like, we need to get a line here at the heat press. We didn't really have a, a strong line at the heat press. So we needed to line people up there. And then I go to the door. I'm like, we got to close this door. And we started doing like 10 people out and maybe two people in, so they still felt like the line was moving a little bit, but we had to get people out of there. Uh, it was fun Cass to be a bouncer for like I think Cassidy, yeah, Sean and Cassidy ran security like a club. Yeah. I love it. Somebody was showing us the receipt on the way out as if it was like Costco. <laughs> and Cass was like, yep, looks good. <laughs> we were just having fun with it. I think well, what's I, really I think the, go ahead the like really the kind of special thing there, and you mentioned this a little bit, Steven is like, it's, it's thoughtful, it's intentional. And, you know, as we launched our blanks program, then we're like, okay, here, here's how we can kind of roll this out. And, and here's how we can continue to make this experience positive for both the retailers and the fans. And, you know, you see, we have a collective program that we launched as well. And, you know, you saw some other companies say, Ooh, we're doing stuff with collectives too. Um, I don't know, 10% off. And it's like, 
you can you can just throw a discount or a promo on something and call it involvement in NIL. But if you don't have this like thoughtful approach to how does the community want to show up and engage with their athletes? How do the fans want to connect to, you know, their local brand? It, it really is nothing other than just like another promotional discount. And that may have a little bit of a, you know, exciting flash in the pan, but that's not going to move the needle for the athletes, for the fans, or, or really for the brand either. And that's what I think is, is really cool about, you know, you saying, yeah, this is crazy. Um, but it's not, it's not thrown together. You've thought this stuff out. There is a plan. There is a strategy. And that's what makes it work. That's what gets the fans connected to it. Yeah, I think, you know, I was going to say um, uh, when we did this, this probably turned a bunch of heads, right? Like, I don't necessarily talk to, I talked to some retailers and we try to stay agnostic to everyone. But as I was, as I was talking to Purdue Licensing and, and some of their team over there, I'm like, I want every retailer here to want this in their store. That's when this wins. Mm -hmm. And the interesting part is I email almost, every, I talk to every retailer maybe once a week, constant communication, right? Hey, we've got this coming out. Hey, would you like NIL products? Hey, would you? And some are um, slowly coming around, which I appreciate. And they're like, okay, we're dipping our toes. We're trying things out. We're making small purchases, right? We saw Shields bring in a lot of Iowa women's basketball stuff, right? Uh, we're seeing Follette bringing stuff, right? We're seeing Rally House. We're seeing these. And then there are some that just ignore us. And I don't have sympathy if you ignore us. I don't. I don't. Um, because it, we have to take our guard down and our competitive edge and start this whole co-opetition thing has to start to happen. And, and, you know, if you look at game day spirit, they are a competitor to campus Inc straight up. They are a competitor. We help them start their own Purdue game day Instagram, because we know that if they succeed at Purdue, they are a long-term retail partner of ours. And so there's this whole thing of like, we're okay trying to cannibalize ourselves a little bit. If it can prop others up in the space thoughtfully and methodically. And that was a big hurdle for us to mentally get over. I don't know. Yeah. I think there, there's this huge shift that's happening right now in the license space of like, you know, to your point, Steven, if you're ignoring us, like, fine, that's, that's your choice. You don't, no one's forcing you to bring in inventory that you don't want to bring in. However, if you're a partner of a school or, you know, you have, uh, you know, this expectation that like, I own this space and you're just actively making a decision to not consider, bring in, come up with a strategy that that involves NIL, like that's at your peril. And there are going to be other people, ourselves included, that are going to say, we're not going to wait around for you to figure it out. <laughs> we have it figured out. We're going to go do it. Um, it's up to you to keep up with the trends of, of the direction that retail and licensed merchandise is going. If you don't... Okay. And who's really at a disadvantage, right? Like it's Zach Eady's senior year. Totally. This is his victory lap here before he goes off and, you know, hopefully the NBA. And so if we sit around and wait, we're just taking opportunities away from them. They have a short window of time. And when it's gone, it's gone. Right. Well, uh, and that's think I mean, about a Lance Jones. 
Yeah. Think about a Lance Jones. That this is a guy. This is his last year in college. I think maybe he has another year. But he's at the end of his college career. He's been he's been a mid major his entire career, and he's got this incredible opportunity in front of him. The next day, he was at a local restaurant. And he had a he the entire restaurant was full. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is because I, I was look I was zooming in on the picture and people were wearing his Lance Dance shirt. These are opportunities that Lance Jones probably is never going to have again the rest of his life. That's incredible. Well, and and to bring this back to like the 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 really what the overarching idea behind NIL is and why Tennessee is having these arguments with the NCAA in court and all these conversations are happening is is just that is there are like incumbent systems in place that have said time and time again, hey, most of these guys aren't going to go pro. Most of these guys aren't going to go pro. Um, you know, it's amateurs. Most of them aren't going to go pro while simultaneously saying, ah, we shouldn't give them more opportunities while they're in college. It's like, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. If this is the window that they have to capitalize on their influence, capitalize on their expertise, capitalize on their notoriety, like you have to support that short window. Do you, you yeah, do you think schools could, this is something that I've been thinking with, think like toying with is, you know, to avoid what's going to happen in Congress, to avoid collective bargaining, to avoid, you know, athletes as employ employees, could schools make, you know, requirements for whether it's ad revenue or, you know, um, official partners that a certain percentage of their business has to participate in NIL. Like could a retail, could a school say, Hey, we're up for an RFP for our new in-venue partner. Hey, 15% of your merchandise has to be NIL merchandise or Hey, during March madness and, and, and TV deals, you know, 30% of the, uh, of the um, commercials have to include an athlete, right? Wouldn't that be a workaround to, to, kind of being inclusive about do you think that would ever happen or am i just dreaming i i mean i think it could happen that is a way that schools could you know potentially try to support that ecosystem now but in in my opinion that's just not enough like that is not that's to your point that's a workaround of collective bargaining and we're well past that where we need that is still the schools and the businesses deciding the outcome of what the student athletes are worth or capable of without the student athletes having any say in it. So could that happen now? Yeah, hundred percent. But in I'd my be opinion, down for that. Yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> that, that should happen like today while we're waiting for collective bargaining or while we're waiting for a, a more official rev share. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, this is what your brain's yeah. always spinning, Steven. This is what we and love the, about and it. And the cool part about Purdue is um, that night, Zach Eady hit his first three-pointer. Yes. Uh, 3D, if you will. A design was live that night. A lot of units got sold. It might be a record. Uh, and fans are starting to get those today, right? And so what's really cool is that shirt's now going to be available in their store. Um fans can go in and buy it. Right. And so I don't know, it's, it's starting to come together and I hope retailers can see this as an example of what is possible when we put our heads together. Yep. And I would, I would just add this. I have, I think my favorite part from that store was I would say 98% of the people that walked into that store walked in with a smile on their face 
and just kind of this wonder a little bit in their eye because they just didn't know what to expect when they walked in those doors. There's just something about NIL where they're knowing they're giving back to their favorite athletes, but also there's like something cool happening inside where you're heat pressing and you're able to pick your own item. I was just so, I don't know, I was so touched by the excitement and the wonder that people have when they walked in. There's there's very few stores where people walk in and every time they're smiling when they walk in and they walk out. Uh, this was one of those one of those times. Yeah. And and my know. my hope is that this can be in every stadium around the country. We we have the capacity to do that. We are installing at six different schools already uh, this blanks program. Right. We were testing it out at Marquette on Friday. Right. So. This does have legs, and I think it's just like we're open to work with anyone that is willing to try it, which I think is really cool. Adam, can we switch gears and talk about Dartmouth? Because I need Professor Cook in my life. Oh, boy. Um, yes, we can talk about Dartmouth with the caveat that I am neither an employment lawyer nor a labor relations lawyer. Uh, <laughs> what? Come on, man. I know, right? Shocker. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week um, with, with Tate and there's, you know, still a lot on the table to be decided. Um, the, the, if, if you're paying attention to NIL and, and college sports, the two most important things to keep your eye on right now are this, um, uh, NLRB ruling and the direction that Dartmouth is going to take their newfound ability to unionize. And, um, the case of, of Tennessee versus the NCAA, which is, uh, uh, hearings are currently happening. So those are the two things to keep an eye on. But uh, yeah, Stephen, let's talk NLRB in, in Dartmouth. So Ivy League schools, non-scholarship athletes, Dartmouth players unionizing. Does this have legs? A hundred percent. This is um, this is a this is a domino, or you know, this is the the watershed here. Of you now have the precedent set, and there will be appeals and things that take place, but. You now have the precedent set of a Division One college athlete team, uh, college athletics team, um, being seen based on the activities that they do and the compensation that they're provided outside of scholarship, uh, deemed as as employees in relation to the university. That that relationship is deemed as an employer employee relationship, and it is not a huge leap to now take that to other schools. Um, you know, it was, if, if you read a lot about this, you know, they say Northwestern tried to do this in 2015. Um, the main difference is the NLRB only uh, presides over private institutions. They do not provide over state institutions. So Northwestern is a private institution uh, that is in the Big Ten which also has a lot of state institutions. The number one reason why that uh, initiative by the football team in 2015 failed was because the NLRB said, look, you are in a competitive environment with people that we do not have any jurisdiction over. We cannot make a material change for you that would not be able to level the playing field across your other competitors within your same conference. So there are two major things that have changed since 2015. Number one, this is, you know, with a private institution in a conference that is also uh, all the other member institutions are private institutions. Number two, and the most important thing is 
NIL didn't exist. Nobody was able to collectively bargain, unionize, earn any money off of their NIL in 2015. Every student athlete, whether they're in a private institution or a state institu institution, now can be compensated um, for their NIL. So this 100% is the first of many dominoes to fall. Say the dominoes are falling, Adam. I, I, I replied to Mitt Winter on one of his, one of his tweets with like, uh, it's always in my head, this like Aladdin meme of Jafar when at the end, when Aladdin's like stuck in the hourglass and he's like, things are unraveling quickly, boy. Like that, that is what is happening right now. <laughs> and you just, you know, it's, it's all happening so fast. Um, but it's good. You know, I saw another thing, uh, the other day that, um, I can't remember who put it out there. So let us know if, if, and give them credit if, if you have seen this as well. But this whole like, oh, pay for play is bad. Why? why? Why have we demonized the term pay for play? What's wrong with pay for play? They're providing an incredible service that they are incredibly skilled at. Why shouldn't they be compensated for that? And, We'll get there. That's fine. But I, I think the next shift that we need to move away from is this demonization of like, oh, well, how dare they be played or paid to do the thing that they're actually generating the most revenue from, from the school. So there's, there's a lot that is, uh, that is unraveling as they say. Cool. I, uh, it makes my brain explode sometimes. So, Me too. um, I'm happy that we have you to, uh, to, to explain it to us. Like we're five. Oof. As these get more complicated, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll have we'll to have check to back in. We'll need a we'll need a regular with Mitt. Um, it's no going to be an, it's going to be an incredible march. Some of the stuff that y'all are cooking up is insane. You're launching multiple stores a week. Uh, thousands of athletes going live. Uh, I'm really excited to see which every day y'all surprise me with something new. So it's going to be uh, hold on hold on to your seats. Friends. Three three new stores live last week. 176 new athletes live at UNC alone. I want to highlight um, Sean. Uh, Sean sent in this awesome note to our team yesterday, which I was so grateful for. And we'll wrap with this. But um, I just our, our team is is just grinding and working so hard. It's it's incredible to take a step back. Um, just yesterday, uh, we launched a new store, launched a collective partnership. 172 athletes received brand new apparel across 12 different schools in one day. We had nine new Jersey designs offered across five different schools, nine different athletes received exclusive drops across, I think it was maybe seven or eight different schools. And then we had two entire team drops for Ohio state dance and Nebraska women's basketball. I mean, that is in one day. Um, so I, I'm just so proud of, of what the team is doing, the work that's, that's getting put in. And like you said, Steven, we are, we're not even in March madness yet. So buckle up, hold on. Campus Inc is gripping it and ripping it. I'm Adam. There's Steven. That's Sean. This is another episode of the NIL show. We'll catch you guys next time. Hi everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc in the NIL store want to say real quickly thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey and as a reminder if you ever need any custom merchandise youth jerseys camp t-shirts whatever it may be you can always find us at campus.inc and of course for all your nil needs nil.store we're going to jump into the episode i hope you enjoy <laughs>